When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Hi, we're here for another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Today I'm joined by Matthew Pine. We've got a great topic for today. And it's the acquisition of Michael Brockers. Three years, $30 million. Matthew, how you doing? Doing pretty well. How about you, Ken? Can't complain, not even a little bit. Uh, working from home doesn't seem so bad with this <laughs> flurry of activity the Ravens have given us on the beginning with the tampering period and, and the, uh, the own activity and uh, most of it good and the, and the uh, acquisitions as well. Yeah, I'm in the same boat working from home, so kind of plugging along. Yeah you go so uh hope everybody's staying safe out there by the way and and making sure not to not to either spread or be spread too 
So uh, let's uh, let's keep everybody everybody happy. Give them something to listen to. So Michael Brockers acquired on Monday from the Rams, um, not not acquired from the Rams, acquired as a free agent. Uh, it's uh, during the tampering period signing, so it is not a signing officially yet today. That can't happen. I don't believe until four o'clock today. Yep. And so uh, it'll be made official at some point over the next few days as the Ravens you know, settle out their their uh, cap situation and get the clear the necessary space and whatnot, which they may or may not have right at this moment. Uh, but uh, let's talk about Michael in terms of his play and how he fits into the Ravens, first of all. Run defense, obviously, the reason they acquired Michael. What do you see in that in terms of where he'll line up and, and what he gives the Ravens? Yeah, so uh, just looking at some of his film, he's lined up in the 4-I and the 5 technique um, with the Rams right right in front of the uh, the tackle. Um, it gives the, the Ravens a pretty good option. Um right there, especially next to Brandon Williams and opposite of uh, Calais Campbell. Um, I, you know, he's definitely he's definitely very talented in terms of stopping the run. Um, I grade him out pretty high. And just watching some of his film, he's he's very violent with his hands. Um, he, know, he knows how to use his hands really well to uh, get past the blocker. And he's even done that on some double teams before us, too. So Definitely something we want to see. McPhee had the violent hands. Very few other... Ravens have had it the last few years. Most notably, Jalen Ferguson has lacked the violent hands to really be an effective pass rusher. Yeah. In Brocker's case, you know, he's you've seen him mostly at a four and a five, you're saying. I thought that the most likely place for him to end up with the Ravens is as a three. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's two situations. One is when they play their standard nickel, they'll only have two defensive linemen on the field. That's going to be Brockers some of the time. It'll be Campbell a fairly portion of the time as well, yeah. along with Williams. But I would have guessed that he's he's going to play some three and some five, and not very much one. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect him to really be on the nose for any. Yeah, and I'm sure um, Eric Acosta likes his versatility because he can move around a little bit. Um, so he's not really just stuck in one, one spot. Right. So the Ravens have several packages that they would use that Brockers would be an obvious candidate for. The first is the base package. They, they need three down, three down linemen, and he could play, I suppose, either the three or the five in that sort of a run package. They may find a spot for Wormley to still retain some five tech snaps. That might be it where he moves to the three and, and Williams be the most likely candidate, but it also could be now uh, uh, Justin Ellis resigned who could be mm-hmm. playing on the nose. Yeah. The other is that uh, Jumbo nickel where they still play three down linemen, one, three, and five. And it would make sense again, I think, that, that he would be playing some three most likely in that as well. Uh, obviously, could play either three or five, but it'll be, be interesting to see how the Ravens uh, uh, go with that. But since, it, since run defense is his forte, that I, I would have thought that that's going to be, those are going to be two packages where he's surely featured, but, but, uh, but in the nickel as well with, when there are only two linemen on the field. Yeah, for sure. Um, where do you see him being used as a pass rusher? Um, you know, Michael Brockers really isn't known for uh, his pass rush, pass rush as much. Um, you know, just watching some film, he's really he's really more of a nose to the football type guy in terms of the run, stopping the run. But he he can get to the passer. Um, I think this will this will help with you know, especially with bringing back in Justin Ellis and Brandon Williams, kind of in that middle kind of open up some holes for uh, for Brockers. But 
I guess that kind of remains to be seen. I'm sure they have a game plan in place, and and Wink Martindale will definitely use him aptly. So yeah, I, I I he's a guy I don't really see being a obvious passing down guy. No. So it's a matter of where does he where does he make his uh, pay on the early downs as a pass rusher? And he's been about a three sack a year guy for his career. So it's not like the guy produces no pressure, but he's also played next to Aaron Donald and and had a lot of the advantages of the Rams' outstanding defense the last few years. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. So uh, uh, Rocker's an exciting pickup uh, from that perspective. In terms of the the uh, rest of the line, any ripple effects you maybe see in terms of playing time or, or what will happen? Oh, I mean, Brockers did get uh, – he received 766 snaps last year. So he played, um, you know, almost as much as any defensive lineman in the, in the league. Um, and I, I expect him to be used heavily again. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see – uh, which which player in that defensive line teams choose to double team, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Calais Campbell, you kind of limit your options now. Um, and, you know, although Brockers is not a pass rush guy, it doesn't mean he cannot get to the quarterback. So I think it'll be interesting to see who is double teamed. You know, you bring up a great point with the durability uh, thing. Because the Rams, obviously, they played a 4-3 for a lot of time, they, okay, no team is exclusively that, I understand. But the, but the, uh, the Rams uh, used both Brockers and, um, and Aaron Donald in their case, but, but Calais Campbell now with the Ravens had played a ton of snaps with, J- with Jacksonville also, averaged over 78% of snaps for the last four years. In fact, he was between 77 and 80% the last four years. The Ravens, since they went to their 3-4 in 2002, They've only had eight individual seasons of 70% plus. Mm-hmm. So four, four of them were Haloti Nada, Weaver in 2002, Douglas in 2004, Greg in 2005, and Price in 2006. And they've never had a guy at 80%. Nada and Price both reached 78.7%. So uh, Campbell has been over that. One of the things I noted with Campbell is I really expect his snaps to be cut, probably by about 150 this year. Mm-hmm. Combination of factors. I expect him to play only about 65% of the snaps, but 65% of the Ravens snaps is going to be less snaps because they don't play as many total defensive snaps with the offense grinding time off the clock and using a lot of offensive snaps themselves. Yeah, I think just throughout the defensive line, you see a lot of depth now with the re-signing of Jihad Ward. Uh, You know, you hope that maybe uh, Dalen Mack can uh, come back and, and show something and um, you know, you know, bring back Justin Ellis. So that's even some more depth. Um, so I think they're going to be heavily rotated throughout the year. And Chris Wormley is another guy that I didn't even mention. But it's a, the Mac point is an interesting one because obviously he's a nose tackle. Ellis is a nose tackle. Brandon Williams is going to be moved back from the nose, which I think should improve his pro- productivity. Mm-hmm. But it is not a show of confidence in Dalen Mack to re-sign Justin Ellis. Not no. at all. No. No, and I think you want to you want to see, you know, it's been a, a trend with Harbaugh. Uh, he gets these rookies in there. They, they, he wants them to show progression year one to year two. But if he doesn't have confidence in you, then just look what happened to Tim Williams. I mean, it's it can go downhill pretty quick. So yeah, I mean, that's that may have been part of what had Pierce run out of town here was the weight issue coming to minicamp. I, I, I don't really know if that's true or not, because I, but I look at the Brocker signing and I say, I'm not sure how much more he gives you than Pierce. I don't think he's honestly as good a run defender for this next year as Pierce I would expect to be. 
It may have been true last year. Pierce had kind of a down year, but Pierce before for two years was simply outstanding as a run defender. And, you know, his ability to get push off the line of scrimmage was something that really helped the Ravens stop a lot of short yardage plays, third and one, fourth and one as needed. Yeah, no, you, you can't really replicate that. I mean, you can hope to sort of do it in the aggregate and see, you know, what you come up with. Um, Justin Ellis, you know, he performed well last year, just obviously in a limited number of snaps, very small sample size. But bringing him in and with, along with Brockers, I think you can try to sort of replicate that success with with Pierce. Yeah, we'll see how that uh, that works out. Ellis, obviously a guy who um, wasn't active every week after he was acquired. I mean, he and Pecco were kind of a two-to-make-one acquisition, as I called it. First of all, the team had four nose tackles at the end of the year. Just a weird, weird defensive line to have that. But, you know, when they brought in Ellis and Pecco, they didn't have a chance to work either of them out, is my understanding. So they didn't really know what kind of physical shape these guys were in. And so then they they signed them both, and it turned out, well, both of them look okay as players. In fact, Pecco looked terrific in terms of his productivity. Sure. Yeah, and then they and then they uh, you know they left with LSI inactive a bunch of games. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so you know, just gotta roll with the punches. And Michael Brockers, I watched a little bit of film on him um, against the Ravens last year, going head to head against Ronnie Stanley, and he actually uh, was able to push Ronnie out of the way, you know, a couple of times. And Ronnie obviously is now well-known as one of the best tackles in football. So I think Brockers does have some untapped potential even, and he's already 29, but I think, um, you know, getting into this scheme, it could help him untap some of that potential. Could be. I mean, I, I one of the things I would look for from Brockers is is less is more in terms of snaps. Yeah. And I would think if he, if he reduces his snaps, and Martindale really is a master of orchestrating that and rotating through guys on the defense, and good chance that that, uh, that improves his effectiveness. And, I, I, the, the other question that comes to mind for me for this defensive line is, will they stick with the race car package that they used last year with a single defensive lineman down, four outside linebackers on the field, and then a dime behind that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if they do that, then I would see Campbell as the guy they would put over the nose and maybe stay with their other guys. Campbell, just a very natural underneath guy on stunts. What do you see in terms of Brockers, in terms of his ability on stunts? Did that show up on, on anything you saw? It, it did, yeah. Um, obviously, Brockers at six foot five, he has a lot of, of reach. He has um, some some range in um, in his body. Um, so I think that would be that would play in well to um, what you just mentioned with with Calais Campbell. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not. I want to full disclosure. I'm not a hundred percent. You know up to speed with, with his stunt ability. So I didn't want to speak to that. Okay. I, that, that's fine. It's, I, I look for the natural underneath guys you know, on stunts. They tend to be the taller guys anyway, because length really helps. So Calais Campbell has, has that in spades, obviously. Right. But the other thing I look for in a, in a, a guy who can be the underneath guy on stunts is to be able to have a great first step and also then be able to use his hands to either violently push one shoulder of the of the face he's crossing usually and then create two 45 degree angle blocks so he's blocked he's, he's sandwiched often and sacrifices himself quote unquote to be uh to be sandwich blocked between two people at a 45 degree angle and then mm-hmm. when one of those has to peel off to 
handle the looping player, the over player, then that creates a very advantageous situation for a good under player who's who's penetrated deep into the middle of that V and then isn't isn't really blocked effectively by one of those two men. Right. Okay, so anyway, hopefully we see some of that from Brockers. Violent hands will certainly help with that. You know, just to, to relate this to Campbell for a moment, Campbell, I always thought of his arms as being like telephone poles in terms of his ability to use his length well with, with one arm. But the other thing I was really impressed with was just how quick the guy is. I mean, just outstanding quickness to be the over guy, to be the looper on stunts. Really good recognition of where he is on a play. And so uh, uh, that was something nice to see. And that came from Coach Evans' video. I want to give him a shout-out. He does some great videos over on YouTube. Uh, give him a give him a watch. And if you give him a follow at Coach Evans 9 as well when you want to see new videos coming out. Yeah, especially, um, you know, you mentioned his agility. It's six foot eight, and he's he's trim, though. He's, you know, in the low 300s, so it's not like he's carrying a whole lot of extra weight around with him. And it's it's certainly impressive, especially post age 30, to see that in a player. And, I mean, from all the film that I've seen on Campbell, he grades out really, really well in not only pass coverage and in, in, in rush. In pass rush and and run coverage, right? Because he doesn't drop yes. the cover. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, what I'm I, I figured I just thought I'd say it for a listeners sure. here. The um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my lost my train of thought there on what I want to say about Campbell. But this is supposed to be about Brockers anyway. So, uh, you know, it's an exciting uh, group they've put together. My my hope is that we'll get something from Brockers on the early downs as a pass rusher. Uh, that violent hand play, if he can translate that to, to Ferguson and, and McPhee, we we hope for a while could be the teacher. I'm still not sure McPhee won't be back for the 2020 Ravens. It's still, I think, a possibility. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the violent hand play, if if Rockers could transfer some of that to Ferguson, would be pretty cool. Yeah, and it's not just the violent hand play. I mean, he's his footwork is actually pretty exceptional, uh, especially I saw on, on film against the Arizona Cardinals. They had double-teamed him, and he was able to evade both blockers. So, you know, he's got he's got some tools in his in his uh, ability. How do, how do you rate his first step? Uh, I think he has a, a pretty quick first step. It's not, you know, I wouldn't say it's it's the best in the game, but it's after that first step is when he really um, he really shines. Um, you know, he, he he's he his best go to move is the juke move, um, juking around defenders, and then he'll, he'll, after the first step, he'll he'll use his violent hands to either like slap the chest. We're up in near the helmet area and the shoulder pad area. So, um, you know, I was I was super impressed watching his film. All right, very good. Uh, rip move. Did that show up on stuff you saw? It did. Yes. Okay, yeah, very but, good. Mm-hmm. I, I know Coach loves to loves to show that off in videos whenever he has him has it up. That's a that's a big one to look for. You just get outside. You get anywhere to the side of a of an offensive lineman. That rip move becomes very important. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see, what else are we missing about on, on Brockers here? We got a, we got an episode here that's a, a short, but we, we can take more time with this if you have more to say. The only other thing I had on Brockers would be the salary cap situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so our friend Brian McFarland, who, who writes for RSR, and I'm sure you've had him on the show before. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so he actually did a breakdown year per year. And uh, for year one, for 2020, his cap hit is only $5 million. And that that includes a signing bonus of three and a half million. 
Um, so Eric Dacosta is really banking on this this cap jumping um, in 2021 and beyond. Doesn't sound like he is with that. If he's only got a three and a half million signing bonus, this sounds like a really easy contract to get out of. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that could be the case, too. Um, just looking at it here, it looks like $5 million in 2020, $12.5 million in 2021, and 2022. Um, so we'll see. You know, they're they're kind of running thin on the cap as of right now. Um, I know there's some rumblings of possibly moving on from Judon, but as of right now, they're um, they're pretty set with the cap, and I think this was a pretty savvy move in case they, they, do, to, they do tend to make some depth moves. Uh, maybe they'll grab a receiver or two or or another skill position. But um, I think it was a pretty savvy move on this Brockers contract. Was there a big second-year signing bonus then? I haven't seen this the contract structure yet. Yeah, so what I'm looking at here from uh, from Brian, it looks like the total signing bonus was $10.5 million, So that'll be $3.5 million each year. Okay, now that's that's pro. Okay, so it's a prorated portion of ten and a half million. Okay, that yeah. contract is not as easy to get out of. So yeah. they're probably, that probably means he'll be in Baltimore for two years of those three, and then the last year he's gotten a nine million dollar base salary plus three and a half in prorated bonus. Then, yes. Okay, so that means that there's nine million to save in that year. I still love the structure because it means he signed for two years for twenty one effectively, and mm-hmm. that means you can get out of that contract at the time when. Lamar Jackson's contract is going to get big. Ronnie Stanley and Humphrey will all be signed, and and uh, they're going to really need that money. So I, I would look at that as a two-year, $21 million deal for Brockers. Hadn't seen the structure yet. That's that's uh, good to hear, though. Yeah, like you mentioned, there's some extensions coming down the pike, and uh, this is really the window to win. So I think if you if you want to build up this defense now is the time to do it. So. Yeah, this is, and this doesn't seem like exceptionally bad borrowing from the future. I mean, we, we've seen contracts where two-thirds of it is guaranteed uh, at times, and this is not one of those. This is a third of it guaranteed. So, uh, solid. Hopefully, he can. he's still the player he's been the last couple of years in terms of his, uh, his run defense. I think one of the things we got, the, the Ravens will benefit from in terms of Brockers is his ability to penetrate and get into the backfield ought to really take a lot of the pressure off the outside linebackers that's true also of Campbell by the way because it, it'll allow less of those runs to even make it to the outside Campbell tremendous gap awareness mm-hmm. too so so really uh you know the, the two of them together ought to ought to do a very good job I would think of of taking some of the pressure off what is not a great set of edge setters or let's say not the set of edge setters that the Ravens have been Ravens fans have been used to having with uh Terrell Suggs there as a generational run stuffing talent yeah, correct. And I think, you know, especially last year, they did tend to get exposed a few times, especially in the in the 49ers game and the in the playoff game as well. So I think Eric Tocas is doing everything he possibly can to shore up that D line and and, you know, hopefully help the linebackers set the edge a little bit. All right. Well, great set of exciting, exciting investments. And uh, we appreciate that. Now, before we uh, sign off here, let's make sure people know where to find your work, Matthew. Sure. So um, you can find my my blog posts on RussellStreetReport.com. I'm also on our sister site, UtahStreetReport.com. And then if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at mpine underscore. Mpine underscore. And that's P-Y-N-E, correct? E-Y-N-E, yes. All right. Any any big story you're writing on the Orioles currently that you want to tell us about? Um, you know, obviously with the season delayed, uh, I'm going to look at a couple relief pitchers and kind of project, 
um, how they could be better in, you know, in 2020 and beyond, um, looking at a little bit of uh, some pitch arsenal recognition. So, Pitch arsenal recognition. Tell me what that is. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> basically showing what different pitches they have in their arsenal and what would be most effective in different counts. So that's okay. the next story I'll be working on. Okay, that's a that's a interesting story. One of the ones that I want to see, I want to see how long it takes Elias to basically return the Orioles to the Orioles way of the 1960s and 70s and 80s, which basically built the 18 consecutive winning seasons. And the secret formula, the magic formula is very simple, is walks. Okay, the Orioles outwalked their opponents for every single one of those 18 consecutive years. And I believe the average was 109 per, no, it's 123 per year. They beat their opponents by. So it's three quarters of a walk per game additional they were getting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that meant a lot in, you know, an environment where home runs were necessary to win. And in, in the, in when you could, it's hard to put together singles in Memorial stadium. It was, a, it was important to, to get tons of those walks. Yeah. And I think uh, you're seeing it trickle into football a lot now with the, with the analytics and <clears throat> Sigma Dell, who's the assistant GM for the Orioles is good friends with Eric DaCosta and, uh, before he even came to Baltimore, he was sharing some insight with with Eric, and uh, clearly that's been in you know in, put into the Ravens' season and, and the Ravens' um, strategy and scheme this past season, and I think that's only going to continue. So yeah, they have a great analytics department. I I, I question. Uh, well, we don't have to go into too too far into this. We the yeah. the the issue the issue I have with the with the walks is that. Baseball players have gotten lost, and, and baseball fans have certainly gotten lost. I don't know how much the Orioles have gotten lost in terms of recognizing OPS as opposed to separating on-base percentage and slugging. Slugging percentage, and, yep. yeah. And I, I, I was, you know, at was at Stats Inc. when it started as a as a press box scorer. I've been one of the people who studied baseball since the 80s, and I've got to say, this is this is something that really bothered me when they put those two stats together into one. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, because obviously you want to weight on base percentage way more. So yeah, yeah, like two for one, one point eight for one. But anyway, okay. Appreciate you having on. I appreciate the sidebar there, Matthew. Uh, uh, other people, if you're listening and you want to do a film study short, please let me know. Uh, contact me on Twitter, especially. Uh, love to hear what work you have that you've been uh, doing. The studies that add value to information that's out there uh, currently available. Thanks for listening again. Talk to you next time on Film Study. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited with 5G included for $30 a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. 
At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 